0: everybody welcome to another episode here at the kickpod podcast the podcast dojo for inspirational martial arts talk i am your host tj williams fourth degree black belt of the chuck norris system here to give you the insight of my martial arts journey discussing analyzing martial arts based subjects and highlight individuals that involve in martial arts of all styles past present and future all right so for those who are just joining me for the first time this is a pre-recorded episode. So whatever I talk about in this episode is either coming up s- soon or as it's already passed. And just to give everybody an update of my condition, as I've been doing for the past couple episodes, um, I currently I had knee surgery about two months ago. So I'm currently recovering from that, which looks pretty good because I got my knee to bend 90 degrees and I've taken a couple sessions of um physical therapy. And so right now the goal is to get strength back into my right leg and um, it looks pretty good right now. So sooner, well, it's not, it's going to be a long process. So I'm looking at four to six months to get back to everything. So hopefully by July, I'd be able to get my fifth degree in Las Vegas. So it's only a two minute um, performance. All right. So <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to that. So I should be ready by then. All right. Uh, Just a little heads up. um, Go Coming close is also Halloween. I go say everybody has their um, Halloween candy ready for the um, little children come down the street. And of course, a little advice to the children, make sure the street things you have in mind, make sure you dress light so people can see you as you walking on the street because you know, it's dark. You know, you got those um, people that don't watch out for people when they're driving or they don't pay attention. And of course, go don't go in people's houses that um, don't have lights on. And lastly, this is the most important one. Always check your candy before you get home or when you get home so you don't know what's in that candy because, you know, there's a lot of crazy people out there that definitely would substitute candy with certain subsistence so that can kill you. All right, so that's just a little heads up for you children out there. All right, let's get on to this episode. I got a guest with me that's um, from Maryfield, um, um, Tennessee. That's in a Smoky Mountains um, area. All right, this person's been studying croft um, magav since... Um, 2019, or should I say, Uh Oh, oh, definitely that's a signal. (laughs) All right. And um, of course, she's also studied Tai Chi. And it as um since um 2020, she's been teaching classes, workshops, empowering women and children with the fundamentals of self-defense. So this is gonna be an interesting um um interview. So may I introduce everybody to Arlie Farley. All right, so how are we doing there?
1: I'm pretty good. How are you doing?
0: Yeah. I know that was a long introduction. You know, I always got to get that out there.
1: <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. Thank you.
0: All right. So how's everything doing with you um, right now?
1: Pretty good. Yeah. I'm just hanging out, working, doing my Tai Chi, doing the Krav. I mean, it's all good here in, in Maryville, Tennessee.
0: All right. Yeah, that's amazing. Like, of course, I'm familiar with Krav, my guy, because um, the style that I study, we are kind of incorporating that um, martial arts style. And, um, in our um, curriculum so yeah you know things are evolving in self-defense so you of course you're familiar with that
1: oh yeah definitely i love i love how it's it can be kind of a personal thing you know it's not a strict uh looking for the words here it's not a strict thing you can make crime and any kind of system your own for the most part
0: yeah so well from what i heard like um, of course it's expensive um curriculum of course yeah and it's a real intensive I mean, I had a little bit of experience with um Krav Maga. I mean, took a couple of seminars. I mean, it's like really, it's like you have to be well conditioned to be able to do that um martial arts style.
1: Right, it's a lot of endurance, and the the testing is definitely intense. I'll say that.
0: <laughs> uh, definitely. All right, so before we kind of um get to like uh, to your your current um status, uh can you? take us back in time to like, uh, before martial arts happened to you, can you describe who was Arlie Farley before martial arts?
1: Ooh, definitely anxious all the time. Anxious, uh, bored, honestly, before, (laughs) um, I was, you know, I was still in college trying to get through that. I was working, um, really just trying to figure out who I was as a person, uh, which you know that that's an always an ongoing thing, so that you know finding out who you are never stops, but definitely, while in college is uh I was just always very anxious for what was to come, and I was bored with life, um you know especially when all we have to do is school work. Um, there was a point where it got so bad for me that, um, I was diagnosed with panic disorder in the summer before my senior year of college. Uh, I could not leave the house because I was always just so convinced that something bad was going to happen. It, it it got to the point where it was more than mental. It was physical where I just had this impending sense of doom. I, I couldn't stand. I was dizzy. I could hardly eat. Like I said, I couldn't leave the house. And um, that it got that bad. That's who I was before martial arts. Now, I still struggle with that some, but definitely it's gotten a lot better as I've I've gotten older and I've explored things and, you know, come into my own person.
0: Oh, well, I can pretty much relate to that. You know, I was um, diagnosed with um, ADHD as a kid. And you know, I did have that um, energy as a kid. But uh, the thing is, I didn't have that control that I have now but you know it's you no know, i can see why how it's tough to have um when you have a kind of a mental um condition and it's like hard for like for me it's like hard for me to pay attention in class or even be academically um achieving but you know it's like nowadays it's like like i want to learn like i'm pretty much into learning anything that um that sounds interesting like for me not only that i'm interested in learning martial arts you know for me being close to fifth degree you know i'm also going outside of martial arts and kind of learning anatomy of course Mm. um since i'm talking about my knee injury no i found out that um I tore my patella tendon, so I mean, I'm trying to do research on like certain tendons and as well as bone structure as this muscle, so I can at least teach my students like always take care of your muscles as well as your tendons, so you don't end up in the injury like I am. So that's pretty much um what I'm doing with my uh, martial arts.
1: Right. That's that's good. Yeah.
0: Nah. All right. So let's kind of get to like um going into martial arts. What was like your push or your envy? Or what's to say, what's the event that kind of got you into martial arts?
1: Honestly, it was one of those things uh, that I felt like I just kind of had to do and get done, um, especially being on a college campus. You hear all these horror stories about, you know, assaults uh, and whatnot. So um, it <clears> had <throat> happened to me, but I thought, well, I don't want to get into that situation so uh, funny enough, though, I actually started after college when I was working full time. So it took me a minute to get there, but it was honestly just one of those things. I thought, well, I need to get this done and maybe I'll take a one day workshop or, you know, a couple weeks of class and call it a day. Um, <laughs> that's obviously not the case anymore. Uh, but But that was it. It was just something to get done. It was a chore almost. And now it's become something I want to make into a a full-time thing and if I could do it every day you know train with people every day I for sure would Uh, but that's that's what what it was for me it wasn't anything exciting other than now well I should probably do this and you know check it off of some kind of to-do list as make sure I know how to protect myself somewhat
0: yeah, I mean, that's, that's that's probably like the push or the like the uh, to get you started cuz no, yeah, it's also trouble in um college campuses, you know, I have to worry about myself when I was in college, you know. And you know, you never know what's going to happen and to come to think of it, and like mostly my push was, uh, you know, I got bullied a lot. And you know, that's what people that's the reason why people get into martial arts cuz you know, you got that one kid or maybe one adult that really pushes you past over the edge. And, you know, you just want to prove them wrong. And um, yet you don't want them to mess with you no more. So I'm going, of course, if I had the opportunity to approach my um, former bullies, you know, tell them how terrible they were, you know, in my mind, I would like to knock them out. But, you know, (laughs) it it wouldn't solve anything. You know, I'm just here to tell them that, you know, their behavior or their their, their, how they bullied me wasn't okay. So, I mean, this is how I am now. So I'm not going to hold a grudge on you. I'm just going to tell you that it wasn't okay what you did. So, I mean, if they at least um, take that into consideration, I mean, that's fine. But, if, you know, if they're just still the same person, you know, I you know hope they don't get, in, get to anything worse or like they end up getting killed out in the street or in the jail, incarcerated for the rest of their life. So, I mean, hopefully things have changed for most of the people that um, bullied me
1: yeah yeah that's that's the same boat for me i I did get bullied pretty intensely throughout my middle school and part part of high school years so that that's probably somewhere in the back of my mind some of the reasoning for wanting to get into this. It's just it's so far back that it's a repressed memory, but I definitely feel you on that.
0: All right. Yeah. So can you like remember your first lesson when you you started in Krav Maga? So uh, can you remember your like your first lesson when you started?
1: Oh, yeah. That was very interesting, actually. So the way that we did it back then, um, I they're currently going through some changes. The school is that I'm I'm at right now. But back then I was at it was Smoky Mountain Self-Defense. And I had just reached out to the the Facebook page for the school and the instructor responded and said, yeah, if you could come in for a one-on-one on on this day and we'll we'll go over some of the basic concepts and see if you like it. So it was really interesting because he, uh, I, I really appreciate it. His name is Roy Shields. That's my first instructor. He also goes by Hoot. Um, he, uh, he took the time to, um, it was like an hour and a half or so that he sat with me and it was just us. Um, and he made sure I was comfortable with it being a one-on-one, you know, that I was comfortable. And uh, he he went over the basics of it, um, of Krav and said, this is what you're going to be learning. This is how you would do it with a partner. This is, you know, what the various levels of our curriculum look like um he he really just i'm always grateful that he took that time because i think if i'd been thrown into a class and just expected to kind of like know it all that i probably would have been a little frightened at first uh but that was the first lesson was just a one-on-one and i will say it was kind of funny because um uh, if anyone knows roy he's a uh big burly man uh He's he's kind of scary looking, but you get to know him, and he's like the kindest person I know, and he's you know a big old teddy bear. Uh, so it was a it was a really good first lesson. I'm very grateful for that because that is what kept me going is that that attention and that one on one time and making sure I was comfortable and that I this is something I wanted to do and pursue.
0: Yeah, I think that's kind of like a. Good idea. Like, really, you have usually have um, those um, new people that come in and just like, uh, they don't know, have no idea what martial arts is, you know, they kind of um, go by the, interp- the interpretation of what they see in movies or even TV shows. And, um, yeah, that's really nice that, you know, you get that one-on-one to like see kind of get that's like a prerequisite of um if you can actually go to a class so that kind of reminds me um we had like a student that came from another karate school of course um she wasn't satisfied with the results you know of course we had those schools that are referred to as uh mcdojos yeah you know (laughs) yeah you know they just um they just worry about the money that rolls in and just don't care about like how to fix a um, student's technique so of course, um, she came in um with her mother. Her mother was pretty much outrageous of the other school. And uh, we kind of see like where she stands and like most of those techniques that we got we're familiar with, but you know, it's like we we can get you fixed up and if you take our um classes. So hopefully she'll get started soon. And well, at least I can get her started soon. So we um we get her on the track that she needs to be, because really with martial arts, I mean I'd rather be teaching kids like how to. Th- be ready for self-defense techniques and worry about how much money they can put into martial arts. You know, money's not always a, let's just say there's like, there's no price in self-defense. Yeah,
1: Yeah. yeah for sure. That's one thing I really appreciate is at our school, it's not about the money. They do scholarships for those who can't afford it. I've, I've, I've actually got to see a few people, a few students go through that program and and not have to worry about the money. So that's really cool. I think.
0: Yeah, definitely. We I mean, you start doing that more. We shouldn't have to worry about making money. I mean, we do have to get by with um, like making sure that the facility is paid for it, but nevertheless, yeah. you know, we can't just deceive people by saying that we're going to give you a black belt within a year. And then next year you know, if you're in a situation, you you panic, then um, next thing, you know, it's like, uh, I mean, I went to this Christ school for nothing Or I was just high school just not to be prepared for self-defense. And then next, you know, something happens to me. So it's always best to really know what um, you're doing in self-defense and really try to get the fundamentals like you normally would do with um, as you're teaching. Right. Right. Yep. Right. All right. So after your first class um, with Krav Maga, what was your mindset after that? What was you thinking you were going to come back or this is just like, say, uh, it's like a trial, a first a first day trial.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I actually, uh, I wanted to come back and I stuck with it. I mean, I I can say I really haven't missed a class, maybe four over the past few years of the, that I've missed, that I love it so much that I wanted to keep coming back so much. Uh, and those four classes had legit reasons, like, you know, there was COVID, I had my honeymoon, legit reasons, so I'm not, you know, missing for no reason but I I mean I genuinely I was hooked from the beginning Um, not to say that some of the classes got a little repetitive because you are trying to drill down that technique but I mean once you can get past those classes I mean you're good to go you get into the fun stuff you get into like multiple attacker drills you get into weapons work it's it's all really it's cool so if you stick with it and that was my mindset And I'm kind of one of those people that once I start something, if I like if I drop it, I get I I feel bad about it. So it's probably my own, uh, you know, anxieties coming through too. that. I was like, no, you've you've got to keep going with this. And I'm so glad I did because I love it. Uh, This is like a lifelong thing that I want to be doing. So that's that's where I'm at. The, The first class, I was hooked after that.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like usually you have that instructor that makes it so fun for you. And then it's like, uh, I want more of this. I want this to be challenging. You know, what would you say like your favorite moment would be like um, training in Krav Maga?
1: Training. I, mm, that's difficult because there's a lot of moments that just get me so pumped up. Honestly, my favorite moments um, Like I can think back to the first time that I got to test out a uh, the the level below me. I think that's what it was. Uh, And I got to sit in on that testing and, and, you know, kind of evaluate and and judge and ask questions and make sure the students were ready for the next level. And just towards the end, this is one of the moments that sticks out to me is that they these tests are like four to five hours, sometimes more. They're they're pretty intense because you're you're trying to stress yourself out and make sure you can still perform. So by the end of this class or the end of this test, the students, you could tell they were just like they were done, but they were still going and they were so tired. But the way that they cheered each other on. um. Specifically, there's this one uh, test that we do where you have the the dummies, the, we call them bobs, you know, that you, you practice on.
0: Bobs.
1: (laughs) Yeah, they're bobs. Uh, The, the plastic torsos that you can, you know, Mm -hmm. you're not beating up on a real person. But uh, you have an exercise where you do a full minute. You do not stop. You just keep going and you use every technique that you know, and you go, you don't slow down, you don't stop and evaluate, you just keep going until the whistle tells you that you're done. Um, And so by the end of five to six hours, that's a pretty intense last test to do. But the way that these students cheered each other on during those final moments of the testing, just that's just gets me pumped every time. Um, and then when you test out, uh, kids that that's even better because now you got little kids doing it and it's just, their tests are a little different. Of course, you know, you can't really do five to six hours with kids with the attention span, but, uh, the way that everyone encourages each other just gets to me every time. That's a favorite moment every time, but that one specifically is one that stands out.
0: It's kind of it kind of sounds like my fourth degree black belt test. So uh, so you started like in April of 2019. Like, uh, would, would you say like what day that you started the your My Maga?
1: <laughs> A Monday.
0: <laughs> I know, like I said, the time you started training, that was like around the time I did my fourth degree black belt test. So yeah, so it's like almost four years for you and like getting to martial arts, it's like four years for me that I just last tested. And just like yeah. when you talking about the Krav Maga classes or the, the testing, that's that sounds like my test. It's like I had to do like hitting on a dummy for an, a minute. I had to spar. It was like either one on one, two rounds and then two on one. And yeah. that was yeah. So, yeah, it was like intense. So really, it's like different than like hitting on dummies, like people hitting on you. And it's like you have to either block and counter or either just attack. oh yeah
1: yeah yeah. no that's that's one of the things that we do is we do like multiple attackers so that's that's always really fun I think I love sparring I used to be really timid about it because I thought oh I'm afraid to you know hit someone but uh now I've definitely gotten used to I love it um my husband used to take crop with me and he uh he said it's it's hard to spar with me because he says, "Well, you're you're not afraid to get hit, so it's a little intimidating." Which, hey, I'm gonna take that, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. All right. So, of course, you are. You also study um tai So let's kind of get into that uh, martial arts style. So it's kind of like a like uh well, it's not like a fighting style. It's more like uh almost. Let's just say uh, people use this to lower their blood blood pressure. What you say? Like.
1: Right. So that was kind of my impression when I first started. Um, so just an explainer, Tai Chi is a part of our Krav Maga curriculum because uh, a lot of our Krav style uses the concepts and principles from Tai Chi, like proper structure and breathing and movement. Um, so level three of Krav is you go to Tai Chi. Mm. Um so I've been doing that since early this year. And uh I I was a little hesitant to take it honestly, because I've always pictured like uh people in the park doing these, you know, like woo-woo movements <laughs> and yeah. you know, just breathing kind of like yoga, but a little different, which don't get me wrong, I love yoga. I've I've studied that too. But I was a little hesitant about Tai Chi. But I did not realize how martial is. Um, there are the health benefits, you know, like you mentioned, blood pressure. There are definitely health benefits that I love. But our class uh, specifically focuses on the martial side, and I didn't realize how intense it can be. It's really soft, um, but it like it's soft, but it, it's so effective, you know. I didn't realize that it was more than just woo woo movements in the park that people were doing on a Sunday morning. It's, um, there's like a lot of joint locks and, and, uh, swift movements. And I just, I don't know how to describe it exactly because I'm still so new to it. And one of the things my instructor, his name is Steve Kerr, um, he's been great, but he's also, um, I said but but he means um like he's good at teaching and he's good at making you feel like like I'm not sure sure how to describe it because like I said tai chi is so new to me I just think he's a great instructor and he's really good about making you feel like you're not dumb <laughs> is a simple way of putting it because he's, he's told us Tai Chi is one of the harder arts to learn. I mean, they're, they're all difficult in their own way, but this one is difficult in that it's an internal style. And that's not what I was used to with Krav is it's, you know, external. Uh, but he's been really good about, um, how, how he teaches it and that there is a martial side to it, because I think most of us came into that class thinking like, oh, we're just going to be in here and pretty much doing yoga. Well, that's not the case. It's actually really cool and really intense if you want it to be, but it's also, it is good for your body, you know, whereas Krav, I think if you do it for a while, you're prone to injury and Tai Chi is focused on the health part of it too. So you're not beating up your body while you do it. Um, yeah. I just, I know that was a lot of talking and a lot yeah. <laughs> of a mouthful, but it's it for me just to keep in mind, it's so new that I'm still trying to put it into words sometimes, but simply put, I love it. Steve is a great instructor. I want to keep doing it. Um, even when I'm done with it for the crop level, this is something I want to keep doing.
0: Oh uh, yeah, but, but put it in this way, like Tai Chi is more like a sense of med- meditation as well as yoga compared to Krav Maga it's aggressive, you know. And, you know, with Krav Maga, you know, your adrenaline is like up. And then, of course, your blood pressure is like you just like have to have that energy. But yet with Tai Chi, yeah, I could say that's like a sense of meditation. It's just like you're more relaxed and like you're just like thinking about like happy thoughts. So, that's <laughs> how, yeah, that's the way of putting it
1: yeah that's um steve actually said he's like um I, I try to do this without twisting up his words too much but so crab you you'll definitely injure someone you can you could take them out but tai chi you can do the same you're just doing it with a smile on your face <laughs> and i thought yeah that's that's perfect uh but yeah the tai chi is really cool because there's a lot of especially like the joint locking and whatnot that is something i've always been interested in but that's that's really cool how you can you know take someone out just by you know a handshake or something simple if you get them in the in the right lock um but yeah all that to say there is a lot of health benefit but it's it's definitely martial. like don't for anyone out there don't don't discount it
0: yeah I mean, really, just looking at this, it's just like you're more like I can pretty much compare it right now from what you were telling me. I know, Krama guys, like you're trying to, it's either a kill or be killed situation, but with Tai Chi, you're trying to control the situation. So that's yeah. pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Like the sound that almost like close to Aikido, that was mostly that's um, throws and locks. And yeah, mm-hmm. and mostly Judo, that's like mostly holds and locks. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a little bit of everything like, you know, like for my style, we have um, Brazilian jiu jitsu. So we definitely are um, doing like um, holds and locks. And like, currently, we're just doing like these zoom classes like from a guy that's also in our organization. it's in Texas, and we kind of periodically t- join this class and just um because part of our curriculum we have like something called stand up and ground of. So that's like the ground kabbatov. Some um, part of the um our curriculum, so we want to make sure we understand that ground of. So if we're like testing our students, they have an idea of like what to do, like how we want them um, to escape the um uh, ground um techniques. So yeah, that's how we're doing it right now
1: yeah me
0: yeah all right, so let's kind of get to you like your current situation now, of course, um, you started um teaching workshops and classes at um twenty twenty so uh what type of workshops you um teach? so do you actually go to like um uh, like a community center or schools just to do those workshops or you do them at your um dojo?
1: yeah, we've done them at the school um we've also done a couple where we'll we'll go out to uh, a location. I know that this is actually really funny. There was one we went to. It was at a campground because you know we're near the Smokies, so it makes sense. Uh, it was a campground and it was a women's retreat, and uh, they they'd hired us to to come do a little workshop with them, you know, an hour or so. Uh, and then when we showed up, all these women were. You know, they're around the campfire It was really cozy. They were knitting blankets and they were drinking mimosas. Um, and then we came in there and we're like, yeah, this is how you gouge people's eyes out. <laughs> Total 180. Um, so we'll do things like that. We'll, we'll go somewhere, but mostly it's at the school. Uh, it's been a minute since we've got to do a workshop just because we're, you know, like I said, they're in the middle of transitioning the school and and making some changes. Uh, I, the workshops are usually like a three to, I, I want to say three hours. Sometimes it'll go over a little bit where we introduce everyone to the techniques. I mean, we're not getting into anything that's going to complicate it. We try to keep it simple to so where anyone could use it if they needed to. Um, that's the workshops, um, and then I actually had the privilege of leading my first solo workshop, um, which was a first for the school. Was for any student instructor to lead their own workshop, but it was something I wanted to do. It started out mostly that I wanted to do it as like a, a friends and family workshop kind of thing, but uh, he let me expand it out. Roy let me expand it out, and I got to advertise my own workshop and it went really well. Uh I felt really supported by my instructors. So that was that was nice and it was cool to kind of plan the curriculum. So um and I kept it similar to what we do for our normal workshops, but I did throw in a, a couple small changes that I thought were relevant for friends and family. Um but yeah, workshops, 3 hours. Um, mostly at the school, but we'll go out occasionally.
0: Yeah, I think I like remember like years ago. Um, like uh, another instructor from us, like another style. He usually invite me and another black belt to like an after school program for like almost trouble kids. Not like they're at risk, but like they're like um, almost like they need to be put in the right direction. So this is like an after-school program that they did. And, um, I usually would go do my little, um, performance of katas and well, I like to bring my bow staff katas. So that's like interesting. So it's real good to actually do workshops or even seminars that, um, really teach these, um, kids, um, about self-defense or even help build their, um, well, confidence better. So at least, um, change their demeanor of how they, um, like make them better than before. So that's how I could put it. So I like I always used to like do those and you know it's it was fun. And you know, seminars are always good. I always like taking like when we go to our convention in Las Vegas every year, it's like we always do those fun seminars. Like this year, we have like um we have like Rowan Osborne. Of course, I don't know who you if you know who he is, but um he's like with um hyper karate and um he's like did a fun seminar, and of course, um uh, of course, I don't know if you follow UFC, but we had like, um, uh, Joyce, George St. Pierre that he mm-hmm. was, um, uh, yeah, he was doing a seminar like, um, with this, um, like showing us like this UFC's of um things. And yeah. of course, yeah. So that was fun. And of course, um, we did like, sort of like a non-martial arts, um, seminar where, um, we have two ladies, um, from like does a that that owns a, like a women's only fitness, um, center. And um, they was teaching like how to properly breathe um, when we're doing like certain techniques. So that was pretty much helpful. So I could pretty much wonder why that people are out of breath so easily because they are not properly breathing. So that's really something vital for me and something for my students. So usually, and just thinking about one of my students, I was just testing them today. And um, of course I told them like, you just need to breathe and calm down. And of course, from there, he got so intense that he passed out and um oh no, yeah it's like I was like really keeping an eye on him I was like tell him just relax and then of course in the middle of kata and then next you know he just collapsed and it's just, like I was like you need to have a seat and I mean just don't worry about the test right now I mean we could complete it another di- time so yeah
1: oh lordy yeah <laughs> that's where i'm grateful for the tai chi is that it's like okay yeah you're you're still kicking butt but at least you're doing it in a healthful way that you're not gonna pass out in the middle of a test yeah
0: <laughs> yeah it's, it's kind of hard to be like calm because you want to be that person that's like i um, a hard worker it's nothing wrong with being a hard worker but it's just like you gotta know where to like have that relaxed moment so you're not really wasting your energy
1: yeah yeah for sure oh lordy
0: <laughs> yeah i tell you once of course with winter coming up i mean my energy is going to be low because i don't like the cold i need heat yeah
1: yeah no i don't i don't either i'm dreading it. it's too cold for this
0: <laughs> yeah maybe i should lose move to las vegas that's not hot that's high enough yeah
1: yeah just live out in the desert you'll be fine
0: <laughs> yeah i've been to vegas at least 12 times so i'm used to the heat <laughs>
1: Uh, I went as a child, so I didn't get to have fun as a child though.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what would you say you look up to during your journey? Like who would you say you see as a, like an inspiration, like going through your journey?
1: Honestly, there's not one person it's, I mean, of course my instructors, I mean, who doesn't look up to their instructors, but it's mostly my peers. Um, seeing that other people can do it really keeps me going. Cause sometimes you do get into that mindset that uh, oh, well I can't do this. But then if you've got the people alongside of you doing it with you, those are the people I look up to. Um especially i have, I did have uh I, there was a, a younger girl in class that uh that I thought I was like, oh she definitely doesn't like me, you know, <laughs> that's the anxiety speaking. Um, but one day she came up to me and she said, I just think you're like the biggest inspiration. And I really look up to you. I mean, she's a teenager too, and I'm, you know, in my twenties. And so that was one of those, um, like, I know she's saying she looks up to me, but I'm looking, I don't know if you can say it looking down to her. She's younger, but looking up to her because it's words of encouragement that like that, that really keep me going. So just my peers, the people that have stuck with it, and I mean, even the people that have, you know, had to move on, I just really look up to and appreciate, of course, my instructors, but that's the cliche answer, um, but definitely my peers helping me along the way. I really appreciate all of them,
0: yeah. Yeah. So really, it's like a lot of people I look up to, but mostly what I, who I look up to is my um, master instructor. I mean, I kind of call him my karate pops because um, he's always there for me when um, I'm like in the jam. Like I, if I have questions concerning like what I, what I need to do to make my class better or what, how I handle this situation. And, you know, and he's always had my back and, you know, it's, it's vice versa. You know, if he's in trouble, I always have his back. Like, of course, like this weekend, he had to, um, go for uh, he had to travel to a black belt test in West Virginia, and then from there I had to cover his classes. And um, of course, I'm my his classes used to me because like um, they see me because there was a time where the other another instructor was out with surgery, and you know me and him was going back and forth um, covering classes. And you know, you know it's fun teaching. I know sometimes it's stressful, but you know it's kind of me getting away from everything else. I mean, I'm not the person that likes to stay home and just sit around but you know i'm want to be out there and just at least not have fun but just at least get myself out there i mean with this, this the podcast and me teaching you know I, I have a ton of stuff that i want to do and you know it's just me just not sitting around just hiding behind the house you know i can't yep. be fearful of what's out there i mean i want people to realize who i am
1: yes for sure
0: Yeah. all right so what would you say your like uh what inspirational quote best describes your journey
1: oh quotes i i'm gonna be honest i don't have any quotes um hmm yeah i don't know i think i don't know if there's a specific quote but anything relating to just like being gentle with yourself you know and giving yourself grace that okay yeah so uh, this is actually coming from my work. I work at a mortgage company, you know, because I got to make money. Um, but I remember this is kind of weird and might seem unrelated, but having, uh, we had a a seminar from our HR department come in and it, it was like a, I don't even know what it was anymore. But one of the things that has stuck out with me is one of the recruiters saying, remember to give yourself grace and give others grace. And that's something that has really stuck with me, especially throughout martial arts is uh, because, you know, it's really easy to beat yourself up. And I mean, I don't think that does anyone any any good. It's easy to beat yourself up or to beat others up literally and, you know, figuratively speaking, um, but just giving yourself grace and realizing like, hey, it's okay. I've had a bad day or maybe I haven't performed as well. Um, that's really helped me in my journey. And I'm still learning to do that. I'm st- There's still some days where I think, oh my gosh, this whole day has been bad. I've been awful. And then at the end of the day, or even during, just remembering, give yourself grace um not an exact quote but it's something that and this is in the back of my mind you know it helps a lot
0: yeah anything anything can help i mean from either somebody saying a quote or probably a quote that you hear like in a story or pretty much anything can help you um uh become a better person or help somebody else be a better person uh give somebody grace yeah that's that's amazing yeah. i mean you I mean you go through a bad day you know, you know just think about like I mean, I don't want my students to know my bad day. I mean, I want them to know I'm still positive, even if you have a bad day. So that's usually to tell my students, like, if you're having a bad day, leave it outside the door. I mean, you're not worried. You're not worried about the martial arts. I mean, you're worried about learning, like, how to protect yourself. I mean, this could be vital for you for what's bothering you. I mean, you can't physically fight a problem, but you can mentally fight a problem.
1: Yep. Yeah. That's one, uh, that's one thing I will say about martial arts is before, uh, before I got into it, I I didn't really find any passions in anything, but once I got into it, that's one of the martial arts is where I can find a flow state where everything just leaves your mind. Everything is left outside and you can just kind of, you just forget about the world outside and you get really into it. So it's, meditative for me like yeah i'm beating on things and and fighting but it's in my mind it's empty it's martial arts and that's it everything is outside the door
0: yeah exactly exactly all right so before we kind of get to our hidden um dojo segment, um, of course, I I forgot to mention this. Um, of course, um Andrea Harkins had you on her show. Of course, yeah, I had her um as a guest previously. And you know, I always like enjoy watching her um show on Fridays, um The Java Buzz. So that's like I try to catch the show anytime I can. It's like her and like two other ladies. Um, we got Jane Larkin Um Miser and uh, of course um Rosita de Jesus. I mean, I like enjoy just listening to those um, ladies just talk about quotes. I mean, that's really a best um a best show to watch if you want to look for like best um inspirational quotes. So yeah, I don't know if you watch the uh, Java Buzz or not, but it's.
1: I haven't yet. It's on my my to watch list. I have a whole list of of things. I've got like, several martial arts podcasts and everything but I, I loved Andrea. She was great. It was my first podcast experience as being my second. Um, I'm still learning. I still get a little nervous. I still do things like goof up and forget to turn my phone on silent, which is what you all heard in the very beginning. It's early. I'm waking up. Forgive yeah. me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I apologize. Um, but yeah, she, um, yeah, she was great. This is a great experience too. I've really enjoyed talking to both of you guys. I just love making these connections. It's a thrill to me. I think it's I mean, it makes me feel good when people want to talk to me. So thank you.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Like um as soon as she like made like um post, she kind of tagged me into it and it's like um I had to like listen to this on um, podcast, you know, and then from there, you know, it's just Gave me the inspiration to actually reach out to you. You know, that's the thing about my podcast, you know, just not talking to people that I know already, but just to go beyond and talk to people that um I don't know, but just they have an interesting story. Like just this one guy, he he's from my area in New York, but he currently lives in Japan. So hopefully I get an opportunity to talk to him about his life in martial arts as well as his life in Japan. So that's a plus. So at least that be my first time reaching somebody overseas you know definitely yeah yeah so far with my other podcast yeah I I have two podcasts um of course I got this the kick pod and the the fit fighter which is um fitness-based podcast so I was able I was able to get guests from across seas so far and you know it's always a great experience to learn how to be a better fitness instructor even do fitness better so it's just that's the experience other than martial arts experience it's fitness experience as well
1: yeah i love
0: that yeah well keep myself busy that's the main thing you know if i'm not doing anything outside the house i mean i'm at least doing something like with like this inside the house
1: yeah yeah good deal
0: all right ladies and gentlemen we have reached our um hidden dojo um segment so this is where we've learned the fun parts of um Arley farley and uh, of course um of course um uh, we gonna i'm gonna ask her seven questions of um of course uh let's just say this is more like the comic-con um version of it yeah or should i say this is where we can get to geek out that's how that's how i'm gonna put this yeah. <laughs> All right,
1: yes, let's go.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, that's a little term that um one of my other guests, um Tori Eldridge, um, said geeking out, you know. And I'm still trying to finish her one of her one books, um, The Ninja Daughter. Yeah, because she has um four other three other books of the um sequel. So I gotta finish that book before I go to the next ones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the first question. Um, of course, you talked about that um saying um everybody gives grace and you give people grace. Do you can you think of another um best advice that something somebody gave you?
1: Um. Okay. So Steve and Tai Chi. This has been really great. I think for life too. Um, is that you know you can't you you've got to go slow in order to go fast, um, and that's something I've applied to. I mean, just like life in general lately is that you know you can't just rush through things which I'm really bad about, Um, like, uh, I'm kind of, I'm one of those people that I'm like, I got to check it off my to-do list now, now, now. Um, But, you know, if you're learning something or doing something new, you can't really, you can't just rush through everything. So going slow to go fast later on, that's something that I think is applicable to not only martial arts, but to life in general.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like with our style, we have like the eight components of proper technique. We have all these um, terminologies that we teach students like as they move up the ranks. So they're familiar with all these terminologies, everything they do in martial arts close to black belt. They'll understand. They'll be able to do in their um, technique when they actually t- take the test. So it's almost like a struggle because, you know, I want to make sure these kids are educated of um, what they're doing. Like I say, I don't want to treat this like a McDojo. And they're not there just to get a belt. They're there just uh, like attain and earn their their techniques, earn their belt So and earn their education. So it's no different when you go to school, you know, you just don't show up in school and then the teacher just gives you a hundred because you showed up. I mean, mm-hmm. you're there just to earn your learning and just uh, um, display your learning to the teacher, you know. Don't expect to get 100% every time. Now, I say mm-hmm. this. No one is undefeated. Or should I say, I, I put this almost in my like gamer um terminology. A game is not a game if you don't lose at all.
1: Right. Yeah, you got to learn.
0: Yeah. I mean, you can't always beat a game every time when faced, you face. You got to at least put like a difficulty on there, like hard difficulty. See how you do on hard other than easy. So you're going to yeah. lose one way or another.
1: Yeah, you got to push yourself
0: yeah all right next question uh the worst advice you ever gotten
1: Uh, the worst advice i'm not sure about that honestly um hmm. really i don't know i mean i think anyone that's just like lord i think i'd have to think about that one (laughs) like any advice you get is is pretty good and then you figure out you don't like it then you just kind of ignore it
0: yeah yeah Yeah. usually usually i get people with this question usually they don't have a worse advice you know it's always good advice they ever getting
1: yeah i actually listened to a couple episodes of the podcast beforehand to kind of get prepared and i heard this question i thought i should probably think on that and here i am still stumped by it because most advice is pretty good otherwise you wouldn't be giving it out uh good question maybe I'll come back to that one
0: (laughs) yeah all right yeah uh how do you reward yourself I kind of call this the guilty pleasure
1: Ooh. uh naps I love Mm -hmm. napping I think that's a hobby I have a routine when I nap um it's just my favorite thing especially you get up early on a Like yesterday, I got up early to go to class and I thought, well, I got up early. I was active. Now I'm going to take a nap. That is how I (laughs) reward myself.
0: Yeah, I have that same thing. Well, it's pretty much good that I'm on leave of work right now because, uh, you know, you know, I'm waking up in the morning. I do my workout and then from there and like around noon, I just uh, take a nap. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's almost like a guilty pleasure. So, no, that's good. Just kind of regenerate.
1: Yep. Yeah. A good power nap. Sometimes a a good whoops. I slept for four hours, you know, whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey. All right. Next question. Uh, What famous movie would you want to be in? Like any type of movie.
1: Any type of movie. I really love horror movies, especially like found footage movies. I think, you know, like paranormal activity. I actually watched the Blair witch project last night for the first time um any kind of horror movie i would be down for i say that even though like i spend most of the movie you know with my eyes kind of covered one eye covered um but yeah horror movies for sure found footage anything i'll take it as long as it's not aliens i don't like alien horror movies we're good ghosts spirits whatever i'll take it i love it
0: and just to of the Halloween coming up by uh, tomorrow so yeah that's yeah, that's, yeah. that's interesting too. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, no. Horror movies are year round for me, not just Halloween. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, yeah. Just think about it. With all the people I met in horror movies, um, I got the best insurance, so I can't get killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I pretty much almost got like, like every um Halloween movie, met actors from every Halloween movie that I've seen, like as a kid, like really. Yeah. Well, probably the most horror one is on uh, the child's play uh, movies. Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Just think about it. it's less scary now because of they they're making all these uh, new uh, Chucky um, series or something. It's Like really, it's like it's this Chucky is not like the Chucky that was in 1988. So that was more scary than it is now. It's like like really, it's like almost kind of refuse to watch that one. But yet, you know. I actually got to make meet the person that did the voice of Chucky. So yeah. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. What was, uh, what was his name? Uh, yeah. Brad Dourif and also Andy Barkley. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, they, they're definitely cool dudes. I mean, um, but, um, um, Andy Barkley or sister, what's his name? Uh, oh, I forgot his name. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Andy Barkley got to play Andy Barkley. Uh, yeah, I got to meet him and of course, yeah, Jason Voorhees and, um, Freddie Krueger. Yeah,
1: neat.
0: Yeah, yeah, and even the most of the cast of Stranger Things. So, yeah, I'm Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, I wish I could have met um Joseph um, Quinn, but you know, when I went to actually to the um a fan expo in Toronto, uh, his um photo ops was like sold out within minutes, you know. Everybody was oh. probably went to see him, but you know, luckily I got to meet um one two of them. Uh I got to meet um Finn Wolfhard. Yeah, and of course, um, Grace, um, Vend, um, died, uh, yeah. So it yeah, kept, uh,
1: yeah. I'm jealous. I'm jealous for her. Sure.
0: Yeah, you know, <laughs> I always like going those Comic Cons. Is like really you meet the famous people, and uh, oh, also Harry Potter. That's I'm into those. Yeah.
1: Okay. Cool. Cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I'm still mad about Hagrid um, passing away. So yeah, that's really devastating.
1: Yeah. Oh, rest in peace.
0: Yeah. Yeah, if you watch Harry Potter, then that's like the most lovable character throughout the whole series. So yeah, you'll know who he is.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yep.
0: Yeah. All right. Uh uh hidden talent.
1: Uh I've played drums.
0: Ooh, percussion. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, that's uh it's not a super big talent because I've only been playing for about three years, but um, I like to think I'm decent at it. My instructor says I am. Um, I've got a sense of rhythm, apparently, which I didn't know. So um, I I love playing drums. I, it's a good stress relief for me. Any kind of, I not even, you know, I like to play different genres, too. You know, like one week I was learning Shakira, and then this week I'm learning more of a harder rock song, and so pop, anything, I love it all.
0: Yeah. I mean, I was used to being a percussion um, when I was in band in uh, middle school, but I didn't play the drums. I had those um, crash cymbals. Oh, so, cool, cool! Yeah. You know, I thought those were, like the worst instruments I ever had, but you know, I played those like champions and, you know, I ended up getting like two trophies um, MVP. Like we used to have like an end of the year um, type picnic and, you know, like two years in a row, like um, seventh and ninth, uh, seventh and eighth grade, I was like I got two MVPs, you know, because I played the cymbals so good. And you know, but let's best to say, you know, when it comes to martial arts and symbols, you know, those are your best weapons.
1: Let's see, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, everybody else is playing all like all these notes with the clarinet, the trumpet, you know, the and the drums, you know, I've become like the envy of um the band because of the I how I with the cymbals.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh next question. Um, uh, dream celebrity encounter.
1: Oh boy. Um I actually don't follow celebrities too much, honestly. Um, huh. that's a hard one. Mm. Like I really like um, I don't know if you've heard of him, Bo Burnham. He's really cool. He does like comedy kind of stuff. I I like comedy movies, too, not just horror. Yeah. Maybe Bo Burnham. I don't know. Honestly, I kind (laughs) of I guess I'm kind of boring in that respect where I don't really follow anyone. But I like the smaller time celebrities. So probably him. He does like musical kind of comedy stuff. He did a special recently that I was have some of the songs on my Spotify playlist. So we'll go with that one. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Not
1: too exciting.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's going back to horror movies. Um there was a horror con um over at border um this weekend. You know, I didn't get to go, you know, but I've been to one before. You uh, know, I met like, yeah, all these horror films other than the ones that I met before. You know, you know, you got uh Jason Voorhees, uh mm-hmm. and of course um one um other um guy, um Terry Kessler, yeah, he he's known as um Bernie Lomax. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I don't know if you watch um um, weekend of Bernie, so he he was the dead guy that was got tossed around a lot. Uh,
1: yeah, <laughs> oh, that's so neat, though.
0: Yeah, you no, know, this is fun. Yeah, so really, yeah. but I mean, it, it's actually nice to actually meet a celebrity. No, but I don't want to treat them like they're just like big um people. You know, I just want to treat them like everybody else. You know, they're just normal people that um gave up their lives just to entertain other people. But you know, they're just normal people like me and you. So. They like to be, like, treated like, uh say, I don't have a lot of money, but, um, you know, I'm just a normal, happy person. I just, I have a life, too.
1: So. Yeah. I don't, because as far as celebrities, I feel like I don't like, you know, like, the first one that comes to mind is someone like Paul Rudd or something like yeah. that. Uh, for me, it's celebrities that mean something to me. So, like, yeah, Bo Burnham's cool, and I like his his work, but a celebrity for me would be, like, uh like, the head instructor of Krav Maga or my yeah. favorite drummer, um, Danny Carey from the band Tool. Like, probably not a lot of people know who that is, but that's someone that I would want to meet because it's, it's means something a little more personal to me. But, again, I'm not a big movie watcher or whatever shows. I just kind of stick to my, my passions and call it a day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, as long as it keeps you busy. I mean, yeah. time goes by fast.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> All right. Final question Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? So, what would be your future plans 10 years from now?
1: Honestly, I'm really hoping to break out of a normal nine year old, well, for me, eight to five kind of job. I want to make my passions the thing that I do. If I could, have my own school that would be cool but I think up until now or up until then I'm gonna have to put in a lot of a lot more hard work a lot of studying like I told Andrea I really want to I want to make connections like these I want to make connections and I want to study other styles of martial arts um, and just really build up my knowledge you know because um, like I was telling you before the podcast, I didn't even know the system that you did. I didn't even know about it. So for me to to build that knowledge base and hopefully in 10 years, if I have a school grade, if not, I will be learning still. Um, but definitely breaking out of the regular eight to five job and, you know, at least doing it, Outside of work, just something I really want to focus on my passions. This is also this one's kind of unrelated, but I really like collecting crystals and gemstones and stuff. I just think they're really pretty. I would love to own a rock shop. I know that sounds <laughs> kind of that is not Marshall at all, but that is something I've always wanted to do. It's just a little rock shop. So I don't know, maybe I could open a school slash store for that. I don't know. But that's just one of those, you know, like childhood kind of fun dreams. Maybe playing drums. I don't know. That's more so for me though.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of see myself ten years from now actually um not owning my own school, but kind of taking over like uh my current instructor's uh school because you know, you know, you know you don't know how long he's gonna last, but you know, at least if I know like how to like the business in general, like take payments. Well, teaching classes, it's just that's just natural for me. But you know how to like take payments and um do like uh of course you got like um insurances and mm-hmm. of course accountants so all that stuff you have to learn and you know it's just there's that's beyond um martial arts and you know do you talk about you didn't know how my style is you know at first I thought it was just basically taekwondo but you know I'm just getting into something because when I first started there was like a ton of pictures on the wall of Chuck Norris. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying that this style has to be really associated with Chuck Norris. You know, it wouldn't be no different than if there was pictures surrounded with um, Bruce Lee. Of course, people know that Bruce Lee was trained in Wing Chun, but of course he went on to create the, um, his own style of, uh, Wing, or what man, I I can't Oh yeah. Um, I can't, I can't even think the name.
1: I know what you're talking. Oh I can wait a minute. Minute. You're it In my head, yeah.
0: Jukudo, I think. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, man, I was drawing a blank because you know I had it in my head Jukudo. Yeah. So yeah, that was just him. And then basically the same thing with Chuck Norris. You know, he went on to um do um Sudo in um Korea, and then of course he revolved that to American. Taking pseudo, and then it went on to being the Chuck Norris system, just evolving the techniques and just taking what works and then modifying it.
1: Yeah, yeah, All
0: right. Okay, so before we kind of um get to our um conclusion of the uh, podcast, is there any last words you'd like to tell our listeners out there?
1: Um, honestly, just keep doing what you guys are doing. If you know, follow your passions, give yourself grace. Um. You know, and anyone out there, like I said, I love making these connections. So add me on Facebook. You know, we can chat. Ariel Farley, Facebook. <laughs> I am happy to talk about martial arts, anything, really. I'm just happy to get to know people and and build up a network. Mm-hmm. So let me know.
0: Yeah, well, definitely, I want definitely talk to your instructor um before at willing to talk, and then of course, well, both your instructors, uh, yeah, so definitely, I'm out there reaching out to at least talk to certain martial artists. So yeah,
1: yeah, go for it for sure.
0: Yeah, so hopefully one day I'll see you in another podcast. Um, there was a other podcast that I forgot to mention um the Master Motivation with uh, um Jason Flame. Of course, I was on that show previously last month. So, I mean, he's definitely had like a ton of celebrities that um that I was hoping to have on the show. But luckily I had like one of them that uh, was able to talk to me for 20 minutes, but that was like the best 20 minutes of my life. So at least <laughs> if you have a chance, uh, check out that um, show. It's like every Monday noon, like um, Pacific time, like three o'clock um, Eastern okay. time. So it's on either on YouTube or on Facebook. So like check it out. Master Motivation. Awesome. Yeah, I got that. Thank you. All right. So thank you very much, um, Arlie. So I'm gonna do my little um closing of the podcast. So I hope everything goes well with you. And um definitely we'll have this um um posted like say a couple of weeks, so you'll okay. you'll you'll know about it so you'll be able to share the um the uh podcast.
1: Yeah, right. for sure. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time.
0: <laughs> All right. So hello, everybody. Well, for those who are just tuning in, um, make sure you tune to my previous episodes on the BICBPradio.com, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. And yeah, I'll see you next time for another episode here at the KickPod. This is your host, TJ Williams.